Well, the former boyfriend of a Western Washington University student has been convicted of murdering her in 2019. And he was recently convicted and uh, will soon be sentenced. And part of this whole process, the legal process, is hearing from the, in this case, the family of the victim and uh, getting an impact statement. You can imagine how difficult that would be in, in a case like this, how for, for a parent to speak to a court about uh, losing their daughter. And um, joining me now is an artist who is helping the mother of Stephanie Cresswell Brenner express these feelings in court. And uh, Carrie Lee joins us now. Hi, Carrie. Hi. And so you're an artist, and and so Stephanie's mother has, um, I, I like I said, it's, this has to be very, very difficult, it's, you know, for just an average person to all of a sudden be thrust into this, on this stage, and have to express these feelings. Um, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, matters of the heart and family and your own children, it's, it's, I think it's impossible, really. How do you express the impact of losing your loved one, you know? Yeah. Especially who is so young. So did you did you know Lisa Brenner? This is the mother. Um or how how did you come in contact with her? No, I didn't know Lisa. Uh, we have a friend in common and uh, who actually an art an art gallery owner where I have some art and she knew of my work and knew that I work with people in grief to help them process their grief so they can get a little bit of momentum or onto the next step, I guess. And so she, Lisa was going to be visiting her, and she asked me to come and spend some time with Lisa and do some art and help her just get out of the deep grief that she was in, or really not even get out of it, but just, you know, get a little bit of momentum um, to move forward. And so we did. We spent some t- a couple of hours together painting and painting a symbolic image of her daughter. And... Um, and the gifts that her daughter brought her and what she felt her daughter would want her to, to know and to remember. And as we were doing this, it hit me that really, in addition to creating this tribute to her daughter's life, she really needed a place to put the grief. And so I asked her if she wanted the demonstration painting that I was creating to write down all the horrible things. And then she could burn it later or bury it in the ground or tear it up or whatever she wanted um, just to get those feelings out. And she lit up in that moment, and she said, I know exactly what I need to use this painting for. She says, the court has been asking me to write an impact statement. And, you know, they're just going on three years now to to get to this point in the trial. And she said, and I haven't known how to do it. I don't know how to find the words to say the impact. But you've given me the base where I can just put my thoughts, they don't have to be comprehensive sentences, onto the the painting, and that can be the impact statement. So we ended up working again together later and actually creating an, another impact statement because the one we had just, I had created for her flew out her truck window. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story. Yeah. But... <laughs> But I guess I suppose gave you another opportunity and her another opportunity to explore these feelings and and how best yes. to express them. Exactly. So we met again, and as she painted, and we did we did it through, through Zoom this time because she's in a different state than I am. And as she painted, she told me stories about Stephanie, and I took notes so that she could say those words that she couldn't write down and say the stories, and then she's able to to take what I wrote and basically cut and paste them onto the, the, the next painting that she created 
which was really about Stephanie's excitement about life. Stephanie was like fireworks, as, as Lisa put it. So when she presents us in court, will she speak or will she just show the artwork? Is, or do you know what her plan is? She doesn't, she doesn't know her plan yet because she doesn't know if she'll be able to speak, to speak. So she may speak, she may present the artwork, she may read it off the artwork, or she may have somebody help her. Um, I think it'll just depend on the moment and what she's able to do. Yeah. I mean, anybody who has spoken at a memorial service or anything like that for someone close to them knows that it could, you get choked up and it might be very difficult to speak or express yourself. So this sounds really unique. And you said you've worked with people in in this capacity. Have you ever worked in in a legal capacity like this or prepared somebody for a a court, but uh, court hearing or? No, (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> I was surprised how it just kind of turned out like this, but I'll tell you, it's been extremely rewarding. And as Lisa and I say, we feel like we're giving um, Stephanie a voice and giving Lisa a voice that wasn't there before by creating art. And it sounds like you've done this to in in different ways for other people. You said you've you've helped worked with people and created artwork that helped them come to grips to one degree or another with grief that they're feeling. That's right. I'm I'm what I call an intuitive artist, a coach, a healer, and an art educator. And I act, actually practice a method called intentional creativity. And so when we create anything with intention, and it can be just cooking food with love versus opening a can, it turns out differently than not paying attention. So I work with people to create very intentional, meaningful art, or I create my own meaningful art as well. How did you get into doing that? Well, um, I was born an artist, but didn't pursue it as my career. And I'll say my life basically imploded about 13 years ago. And I just decided it's time for me to discover who this artist is. And I also wanted to do work that I would feel like it made more of a difference in the world. And I just found this method by chance and took a year-long certification in it. It's called Intentional Creativity. And two years later, left my corporate world and really dove into transformational healing art. Well, yeah, it just sounds pretty, pretty amazing. And there's a certification process for this. I would never have guessed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe there are people listening who think that they might be able to benefit from, from what you do and how can people get a hold of you? Yes. I would love to help more, more more people in this capacity or, or lots of other capacities as well. Um, my website is com. K-E-R-R-Y-L-E-E-A-R-T.com. And if anyone's interested in seeing Lisa's art, it's actually on my Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Carrie Lee, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Carrie Lee. All right, uh, Carrie Lee. Once again, um, uh, and I'm sorry. What what do what's your title? What do you call yourself? Uh, or I guess, yeah. or what kind of artist should I refer to you as? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm known as Carrie Lee, the alchemical artist. So, in other words, alchemy is about transformation. But I'm an intuitive artist, a coach, a healer, and an art educator. All right, and uh, once again. Folks, uh, if you're interested in contacting Carrie, 
Her website is carryleeart.com, K-E-R-R-Y-L-E-E-Art.com. And Carrie, great to talk with you and, uh, and our best to you and, and of course, to, uh, to Lisa. She uh, yeah, takes on this very difficult task, speaking about her daughter there in court. But uh, thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for helping give Lisa and Stephanie a voice.